Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, if you had to lose one item into the fire, what would you rather be, a hot dog or a marshmallow? 80% of people saying they, they couldn't bear to lose the hot dog. How about that? But when a marshmallow's burning on and it's on fire, man, that's just a horrible feeling, too. Right. That's I know. And you can't touch it. Ah, 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 so, ah, and you're ah. looking around, and everybody's occupied with their own thing, and you're like, help me, somebody blow it out. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. G'day Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports talk show. And the only daytime sports talk show in Canada, by the way. So we're an easy number one. How are you, dude? Still number one. How are you doing, Moose? I'm doing really good. Uh, you? Okay. Oh, good, except I just saw a statement. I literally just opened up my emails now because we've had a holy war going on here in the last five minutes. Thanks, Abu. Didn't take long for you to come in that we're at war, a, a jihad. I didn't know if I could say that or not. <laughs> so, yeah, that broke out, and then I just saw a statement here. Canadian Football League released the following statement on the passing of Montreal Alouette's co-owner Sid Spiegel. The CEFL is deeply saddened to learn of the passing of Alouette's co-owner Sid Spiegel. Sid and his son-in-law Gary Stern made a strong commitment to one of our great franchises at an important time in its history and have tackled the challenge and opportunity before them with passion and enthusiasm. There's more, but condolences to the Alouettes and the family of Sid Spiegel. Like, I literally just opened my emails and that came up. So, wow. what a start to Flame Tech Football Friday. No kidding. That's tough. Really tough news. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thoughts are with the Alouettes. And to right Gary now. Stern, his business partner, oh, obviously man. his family. Uh, yeah. Right on the cusp of a season, too, and to yeah. have to deal with that. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech is locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. I hope you're ready to talk some football. You know that. It's a huge day for the Blue Jays. That's why I'm wearing this Blue Jays pullover, three-quarter zip from our friends at the Ultimate Fan Zone and Moose Jaw because it's Major League Baseball trade deadline, the Jay day. The Jays are home tonight to the Kansas City Royals, which is in my quick six show topics. But I do want to mention, coming up on the program today, Mike Abumashrik. It's been so long since I've introduced him on the air. Ten years in the CFL? Something like That's what it said in the yearbook, Jim. And Grey Cup champion and all-around good guy. But super pest to me. And then we're going to Calgary to be joined by Stampeders chief punk and blogger Ryan Ballantyne and podcaster from 3 and Big Brother Canada. So you people in Calgary that cheer for the Stampeders might want to listen up when Ballantyne joins us. And then Justin Duncan, hour two to talk uh, all things CFL. So it's going to be fun. Let's hit the quick six show topics, please. The horn. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, Well, number one, NFL training camps are open. And more than anything, while I am not the biggest uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I was cheering for them from Abu's couch. 
Super Bowl Sunday. That was a great day, by the way, wasn't it? It was so great. We'll recount that a little later. Um, I'm just following Tampa Bay camp. Tom looks so good. Dak Prescott's hurt already in Dallas. And the Cowboys, of course, got a head start because they're playing in the Hall of Fame game next week. Um, I'm just enjoying soaking in the NFL coverage, the drama, because it's as much about the off-field drama as it is what's going the X's and O's, right? People oh, yeah. understand that? Oh, yeah. It's like NASCAR. It's as much about the crashes and the inner office drama yep. on the track as it is about who's leading who. For sure. What are you watching in the NFL training camp? Oh, yeah. A little bit of that, you know, to see where Tampa's at. They're going to have a full season now. With I mean, they had a full season last year, but they all talk about it took them nine weeks to get you know, integrated into Tom's offense and what they wanted to do and all get on the same page. So now they'll have a full season. You know, the Dak situation's interesting. You know, how engaged is Aaron Rodgers? What's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? There's so many storylines right across the NFL, so I'm kind of following that. I guess, should we have been surprised that Deshaun Watson's in camp with the Houston Texans while facing this rash of charges from the women in the Houston area? I guess we shouldn't have been surprised. That's the real big difference about America Versus Canada. Real big difference. Down there, it's innocent until proven guilty. Up here, it's guilty till proven innocent. That's what, how I feel. So we should, probably shouldn't be surprised that Deshaun Watson's in camp with the Texans. Anyways, moving on to point two. It's CFL final cutdown day. I think it is I'm getting mixed up with my times. Baseball's trade deadline's 4 p.m. Eastern, and the CFL cutdown day is 10 p.m. Eastern, I think. Okay. World's colliding, Jerry. I know, right? World's colliding. This had to happen. We had NHL free agency opening Wednesday. CFL final cutdown day. Major League Baseball trade deadline day. It's a lot to stay on top of. But I feel like we're doing a pretty good job of it. Um, some of the guys that have been cut. How do you cut Sean Lemon? I know. And we've seen <laughs> some. Now, again, we only see highlights and clips. So for me to sit here and say, hey, he's having a good camp because I saw a highlight of him, you know, blown by this tackle. Yeah, you never know. But he's a veteran who always seems to show up and play pretty well. But, again, coaches and the good ones, the good coaches and the good GMs seem to know the best before date, don't they? Yeah. Well, listen, people have sniffed out something's going on in Edmonton. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, we're going to find out. It really is a new general manager in Brock Sunderland, a brand-new head coach in Jamie Elizondo. And whether what they're doing pays off or not, who knows? They've disgruntled. Some vets, I guess. I don't know how it's going over within their own locker room. Maybe we need to get Trevor Harris on and see what he thinks about things. Because he'd tell you. Oh, yeah. But Sean Lemon's a premier pass rusher in the Canadian Football League. I would think he's going to end up somewhere soon. I'm told that we could expect Chris Kasher, who was rush end cut by BC, and Thad Coleman, offensive tackle cut by Edmonton, could end up seeing them in Saskatchewan. But we'll wait and see. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Point three, this Texas OU thing leaving the Big 12 is just earth-shattering, isn't it? Oh, yes. For the uh, SEC. And it was the day initially, sorry, yesterday they officially announced their intention. It hasn't been approved yet. No, not yet. But they announced their intent to leave. It was formally, you know, applied. Does that mean they're gone? No. I don't think so. I think, you know, it means they formally submitted the application, you know. Now it's on the table that we want to leave and we want to join the SEC and we'll see where it goes. But as we talked about, you know, throughout the week, it's monumental for the Big 12, right? They lose a lot of revenue. It's all about money and all about dollars. I think the figures were something like 
You know, they go from $30 million in TV revenue down to like $9 seven. million. I thought it was seven. seven. Like it's single digits. So it's, it's pretty monumental. And now they're talking about, you know, I've heard the narrative, does the Big 12 need to leave altogether? And what other teams are looking at going? And might it just dissolve? Like, it's big. And we're not in that environment, so we don't really understand you know, the college football landscape in the U.S. and really what this means. But, I mean, it's, what do they say, the, uh, the earthquake and it reaches, I mean, we're, we're feeling the aftershock of this all the way up here in Canada. For sure. Uh, but as the, we're going to continue to hear it because <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing it every day. Um, from our viewers checking in this morning, DDD, uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Edmonton said Lemon was simply outplayed. Oh, what a can of worms. I can't wait to get a boo in here to get his take on this. Because I remember Craig Dickinson saying, hey, if veterans lost a step because they weren't in shape, weren't game shape, game ready, they're going to be gone. Clearly no leeway given to vets in the CFL. Younger, cheaper, faster. You had a better camp. See you later. Uh, Nelson Vo, our content creator, writes in and he says, it's official. SEC voted 14-0, 14-0 to accept them. Wow, breaking news. So they're gone. They're gone. They are gone to the SEC, which, frankly, I really thought Texas belonged in the SEC anyways, and probably Oklahoma too. So more reason to watch Southeastern Conference football. Oh, here we go. Dan Crofts uh, joining us on the program, one of our viewers. The inimitable Crofty says, comment on the CFL comment from yesterday. Yes, pay them. I love the CFL and wish they paid the players more. Higher pay, higher talent. Get them playing. Support them. I bought a new jersey this year. Go green. And number nine, NASCAR. Keep talking about both, Roddy. I will. Somebody asked me the other day my thoughts on this year's NASCAR season, and I actually had an opinion. Can you believe that? I'm enjoying the rivalry between the Bush brothers. How about that? Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Bob's your uncle. (laughs) Put the headphones on if you want to know about what I'm laughing at. They're playing sound effects now. Since the last time you were in here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you were. Point four. (laughs) Point four. I woke up this morning having had a dream. I had a dream. That Randy Ambrosi should get credit for saving the CFL. So I put that on Twitter. And when I say saving it, I mean the fact that they're playing because I didn't think they'd get this far. I didn't. You people watch this show every day, and I was predicting the demise of the Canadian Football League in the spring. And I still have no idea how they pulled this off, Moose. I have no idea. But who's going to get the credit other than the players taking ginormous pay cuts, people that have sacrificed their jobs that aren't even in football anymore? There's been a lot of pain but they're still playing. Who would get the credit for that? Yeah, I want to give it to the players, but I guess if you want to point the finger at one person, I would say Randy Ambrosi, and I will tell you. Woo! Did you see my mentions? I did. Not necessarily a popular take by me. I, and I think, what, how did I word it? Is anybody else, does anybody feel the need to give Randy Ambrosi credit for saving the CFL? I put my hand up. I love that emoji. And, and then I got, I got flamed for it and some of my closest dearest friends have been screaming into the phone at me about randy ambrosi why do you like this guy he did this he did that he's this type of person i'm like i i I don't i don't care 
He's been really, really, really good to me. Why would I turn on the guy? He's been great to me. I say that to the core of my being. And I just think if somebody's got to get credit for the fact that the CFL is playing, I think the first place you would start, aside from the players, of course, is the commissioner. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, you're always going to get people saying, well, it was the vaccines that were responsible for getting back on the field. Didn't he come up with the vaccines too? Well, that's what we hear, right? It was, it was the <laughs> health, you know, you always want to give the blame to somebody else. And then, you know, or the, the credit right. to somebody else and the blame to him, right? And it's, what I, it's funny what I've, you know, it's like Patrick Maroon winning Stanley Cups. People want to say he's not good enough. Won three Stanley Cups. The last three of them, right? Yeah. And Chris Dingman has two. Was it last two. three? Um, you know, with St. Louis and then with Tampa. They say, well, he was just on a team that won the Cup. He wasn't responsible. They won despite him. And then when he doesn't win, they'll say, see, and they'll put the blame on him when a team doesn't win. It's the same with Randy. If you don't like him, you're never going to give him the credit. And if you like him, you look for reasons to give him the credit. So yeah. they're on the field, though, and that's what, what is exciting. That's what I'm saying. I didn't think they would get this far. Yeah. And if you go and listen to my commentary this morning, or you can read it at rodpeterson.com, but it airs on Cat Country 98 FM and Rock 98.5 FM as well. Um, I said Trudeau didn't write them the check they asked for, so we can't thank the Prime Minister for spit. They covered their salaries with the wage subsidy, but just like any other Canadian business, I don't think any Canadian can begrudge that, but Trudeau didn't go out of his way to help the CFL. They got money from somewhere. I don't know where it came from. We thought merging with the XFL was what they needed to be saved, and that didn't happen, and they're still playing so a lot of people deserve credit for the fact that they're going to kick off next week and everybody's excited. And maybe I should put a footnote on this by saying, did you see the one guy that wrote me at me? He goes, maybe we should wait until the CFL's actually saved before dishing out credit. There's and a- I'm like, don't! Yeah. <laughs> what? I got sucked in. Huh? Well, they're saying... To the company. I, they say everything's great. What do you mean? They're playing. Everything's awesome. They're on the field. They're not necessarily saved. Right. Trevor in Saskatoon writes in on the 639, from the 639, listening in on the way to Edmonton for the weekend. Cheers, Rod Squad. Cheers, Trevor in Saskatoon. Thank you for making us part of your day, and I hope you're enjoying daytime sports talk from the bunker. Uh, baseball. I had Blue Jays spank in the Red Sox 13-1 yesterday. I mentioned this is a major day for the Blue Jays. Let's just go through this, all of Major League Baseball. Ace Max Scherzer and star shortstop Trey Turner could be moving from the Nationals to the Dodgers as the deadline approaches this afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern. As of me driving in here today, it's not official yet, if you can believe. But they say it's going to happen. Scherzer going to L.A. as they look to repeat. Washington sent slugger Kyle Schwarber to Boston, closer Brad Hand to Toronto, and reliever Daniel Hudson to San Diego. Yankees acquired Cubs first baseman Anthony Rizzo. And, of course, they got Joey Gallo yesterday. So... Hey, it's a race down the stretch here in the American (laughs) League East. But I just think this, if the Blue Jays had to split against the Red Sox and they couldn't win, they faced the Red Sox in two series here in the last two weeks and they couldn't win either one. They're not winning the pennant moose. They best they can hope for is a wild card spot. I think it's something to watch for into August and September, but they're not going to win a pennant. No, I'm I'm kind of. Yeah. Especially with what the Yankees have done to load up here. I know. I'm there with you. I really am. But the Jays don't need to load up any offense. It's, it's all about the bullpen and the arms. Their pitching has been fine. 
But it's just you have to close out games in the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth inning. Not happening. It's not happening. Uh, point six, Olympics update. We'll get to more on that later. I'm still completely lost on the Olympics. I can't tell what's going on yesterday, tomorrow. It's just, it's a me, it's a me problem. The World Juniors, listen, I get it when it's in Europe. I get it. Seems so easy to compute that we need to get up at 2 in the morning to watch the games in Sweden. That's yeah. fine. Or they're on at 11 in the morning or whatever. Tokyo's the other way. I know I'm a farmer. I get it. <laughs> what? Just flip them? I, know, I said it's a me problem, not a them problem. But I just can't. But, it, but the difference with the World Juniors is the games are at the same time. Every day. Every day. Oh, wait. You have Olympics all day long. God. Oh. So we missed the middle of I've the day. I've had too much coffee today. But what's the one Olympic sport that you think you could be good at? Let's talk about that for the rest of the show. Ooh. Okay? Because hockey, obvi, hockey, that table tennis. Yeah. You, you, That's the one. You can play? We've never, Everybody can play. Uh, the question is, how good are you at it? Oh, my gosh. We need a, ta- we need a, we need a, t- a table here. Yeah. Oh, everybody's eyes just lit up around here. Oh, my gosh. But so, yeah, everybody thinks they're the world's best ping pong player. That's right. Like, what about archery? What about rowing? What about... Yeah. I just think table tennis might be something that I might kick some ass at. Rowing. I think rowing. That would be, that'd be the you one. Abu- no, think about it in the break. He'll join us next. Uh, the warm-up's been brought to you by E. Cold Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center. E. Cold Electric. Let's get to work. You mull it over, Moose, and you can... I will. We'll be right back. And we're going to Calgary next as well. You're watching the RP Show on a Flame Tech Football Friday on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey guys, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If any athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going with the code FANSIDED20. I know I talk about it every day in the podcast, but listen, we've all done it. We've all had to groom ourselves. No clunky razors that are meant for your face, or dare I say your back, or pain-in-the-ass extension cords, leaning over the toilet. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 comes in a convenient size. It was specifically designed for trimming below the waist. Make it happen, guys. The world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Again, free shipping around the world and 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. <coughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. This is, uh, I'm so happy to have our good friend Mike Abu Meshrik in the bunker. It's been a while. How are you? Happy New Year. 
Yes. It feels yes. like that's the last. Pull that mic up. You're too tall. It's You're much new, taller than the last it's guy. It's a new season. New um, football season. Happy New Year. Before we go to Ryan Ballantyne, uh, Stan Peters, podcaster, blogger, and chief punk uh, out there in Calgary, we were asking, what's the one sport you think you'd be good at at the Olympics? I was just watching table tennis last night thinking I could give these guys a run for their money. I really think that. Uh, from our viewers, Darren Workman's watching in Salt Lake City. He says, I don't think anyone could beat Forrest Gump at ping pong. Regarding the time change, Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, uh, 14 hours. He goes, is it live recorded from yesterday, today? Nobody knows. James in Borden, Manitoba. If NHL 94 was an Olympic event, I would be a champion. No. Right. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, if anyone wants to take me on an Asteroids Atari 2600 version, I'm in. How about that? I could sit and read these all day. And Ryan Gregory says, the real question is, Rod and Darren, are you staying up to watch the women's soccer semifinal, Canada versus USA, Monday at 2 a.m.? I would have said that's a hard no, but actually no. One of my close friend's niece is on Team Canada. I might PVR it. Abu, what's the one sport in the Olympics that you think you'd be good at? Well, Rod, let me tell you something. Every afternoon in my backyard swimming swimming pool I, I win the bronze medal and not that not that good of a swimmer so <laughs> and oh here we go abu meshrek for team lebanon you got a bit of a swimmer bill you gonna, uh, come on man don't body shame me I'm, i just donated a <laughs> kidney here i lost some weight i'm working on it right that's losing weight the hard way yeah well yeah you know we'll get into divorce so it's swimming it's easy okay so well no no no, i'm not a very good swimmer i'm just doing it but but that's what the olympics are all about like when you guys were talking about i'm like okay darren rod let's go out during the break and just do a 20 minute 20 20 uh 20 meter sprint just to see who's the fastest you know like that's what's what the olympics are about mano a mano woman a mano and just yeah See who can. Well, that's like tennis. What you and I got really long wingspans, right? And I think that that would be good for swimming and table tennis. Yes, I feel like a competition is coming on this week. Oh, the anyways, Olympics are great. Let's uh, let's bring in our good friend Ryan Valentine now to talk some CFL football because it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. How you doing, uh, CFL Horseman? I'm good, man. It's been a while. Been a it's while been far since too long. Been able to have a chat. Yeah, since we've been able been able to spar. Hey, I enjoyed your yeah. uh, your breakdown of Calgary Stampeders training camp uh, on three down the other day. But just a couple things first. What's the Olympic sport that you think you would be best at and might might, might meddle in? Uh, are they adding sitting to the Olympics anytime? Soon? <laughs> you look like a caber caber tosser. I'm, they like they do in the. I'm really uh, good at that. Well, yeah, I've got like I'm three bills. So, like, it's not – there aren't a lot of Olympic sports that I'm going to be running into, um, you know, or running at all. Uh, but I, I like the idea of, like, a, a sitting or, like, a binge watching. Um, I'd be really good at that. I feel like I could gold medal in, in binge watching. Um, you know, general laziness. I mean, I even have a sloth on my shirt today. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I could see, you, I could I see you jumping off that five-meter board with a nice cannonball. I could see you yeah, on the, yeah, on like the Rod the Peterson diving Olympic. team. Yeah, diving. yeah I, I saw those on Facebook the other day, the, the jumping and catching a ball on your way into the pool. Um, you know, I, I could do pretty well at that. Ryan, let's delve into it. People are getting very excited about the Canadian Football League kicking off next week. What is? Uh, let's just look back for a second on Calgary Stampeders training camp. I said you wrote a great article on it on 3Down. Their cuts were made yesterday, their final cuts. What's your take on Stamps camp so far? 
Uh, well, apparently Huff and Dave disagreed with me entirely uh, because in my in my write up, I thought Trey Williams looked great. Um, I thought Dakota, Dakota Prukop was going to get the backup QB job, uh, and both of those guys were cut yesterday. Um, the the few times I've seen Stamps Camp, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they're trying to find. They're trying to find a, a backup running back. They're trying to replace Nick Arbuckle in that QB2 spot. Uh, they need help at defensive end. They haven't got anybody with any experience at defensive end. Um, and so there's a lot of questions heading into this camp. But the one thing I know about the Stampeders is that throughout this Huffnagel era, they've been able to answer those questions every season. Um, every season, it seems we go in and it, halfway through the year, there's the question of, or at the beginning of the year, it's the question of who's going to step up and be the guy for the Calgary Stampeders. And halfway through the year, it's, oh, this is the rookie that's going to tear you apart this week. So I think over and over and over again, we see the Stampeders restock the cupboards in a way that, that is unmatched across the CFL since Huffnagel took over here in Calgary. Absolutely, right. I mean, across the league, there's a lot of new faces in uh... – well, in every in every camp, every and, and that's why it's kind of hard to to put uh, any sort of predictions through. You don't even know who these guys are, and the guys that are the guys are now two years older. And if you were the guy, you were thirty years old two years ago. Now you're thirty two. That's a big, huge difference. But uh, sorry, uh, my my question is: I'm hearing across the league with so many new faces to the CFL in camp that uh, tempo is kind of an issue. I've been down at the rider practices a couple times and. I noticed it right away. Uh, what's what's uh, what's uh, the Calgary camp been like? Because you know, there's probably a lot more vets. The Huffnagel area. There's already that system in place, and guys kind of know it. I'm just. Uh, um, I, I think that's going to play seeing? a huge role. Well, I think for me, what I'm seeing is is. I mean, I, the practices I've been able to attend because, of course, I still have the day job, so I try and get there on the weekends. Um, but the practices I've been able to attend, to attend have been pretty drill, pretty drill based. But what we haven't seen is um, Dave Dickinson standing in front of the media saying, "Yeah, I shut it down because my guys weren't trying very hard today." Um, and we have seen that at a couple other practices. Uh, across the league where coaches have addressed uh, the media to say that they weren't happy with the intensity of the day and uh, they felt like some players weren't up to par. So what we're not seeing that in Calgary, and I know that that's also maybe a piece of of who Dave Dickinson is. Uh, I think he's not the first guy to address that with the media in that way. Um, so I, I don't know whether or not we will hear that from Dave. Uh, he'll he'll definitely say it after a game, but you haven't heard it very often after practice where he criticizes the team on their effort level. Um, but again, Dickinson and Huffnagel have been here for so long, been in charge for so long, that that culture is very much per pervasive throughout the locker room. Guys know what's expected of them, and the rookies who show up into camp learn very quickly what's expected of them. So from the viewers, there are many. They're loving the CFL talk. And by the way, everybody that's watching on these streams, if you enjoy what we're doing on this Flame Tech Football Friday, hit share. Tell all your friends because the CFL uh, would appreciate the coverage. I know Darren Workman in Salt Lake City says, Rod, don't run any sprints. Achilles tendons are exploding lately up there in Canada. Don't worry. Pretty sure that's not going to happen. Uh, Dominic D., says Prukop released, surprise me, Dakota Prukop. We'll get to that in a minute. Ryan Gregory says, hey, Ryan, great name, by the way. 
with all the Achilles injuries that happen in camp, do you believe lots of players are going to go down throughout the season? So listen, let's split these questions into two for you, Mr. Ballantyne. One, the quarterbacks. We got to go back on that because Bo's hurt. Prukop's gone. Arbuckle's in Toronto. You got the Canadian Michael Connor there has made the team. The former Argo. Like, what if Bo's not ready to go? What are they going to do? I think Bo's going to be ready. I mean, Bo played with a lingering shoulder for a year and a half as a throwing. Like, you know, the the whole motion of throwing, he played through that kind of injury um, before. Right now, it's a little bit of a groin injury. And if there's one thing we know about Bo Levi Mitchell's game, it's not that he's the mobile quarterback that's going to hurt you with his legs. Um, you know, I think if we're putting a plus minus uh, or an over under on his rushing yards for the season, I'd say maybe 18, um, you know, for the whole year. Uh, I, I think that Bo is um, would be playing if he had to. And this backup quarterback job and this backup quarterback battle is an essential piece of the Stampeders' uh, future. They need to know who's next. They need to know who will be able to take over the reins if Bo suffers another injury like he did uh, in the previous season when Nick Arbuckle was able to take over. So honestly, I think the more reps the backups can get in this scenario, the better. Um, but with Michael O'Connor and, and uh, Jake Meyer, what I have seen at camp is that, you know, those throws beyond 15 yards downfield have been a little off target, not quite the, you know, the ropes that you would see um, from a, a more experienced quarterback. So that, uh, stresses me out a little bit, um, but I'm not going to also sit in this chair and say, well, from what I saw and question John Huffnagel and, and Dave Dickinson's judgment when it comes to quarterback talent. Uh, Abu, I want to go to you first because you're a guest here as well, and then we'll come to Ryan on the injuries thing. The number one story has been injuries and Achilles. So what do you think? You've been through 10 pro training camps. Not surprised, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not surprised at all. Not, not, not even a little bit. I mean, guys didn't know they were playing this year. The, the CFL, you're not making millions of dollars, so you have to have another job. Or, or you get paid well enough so that your money makes it until May. And then training camp starts in June. So uh, guys weren't professional football players for two years they were you know gas station attendants and financial planners and you know other things so i'm not surprised that even in the slightest so many achilles those is is that's kind odd of, kind of odd it was kind of like when we had all those broken legs and you didn't really in 08 or something <laughs> it was 2008 good memory yes yeah, yeah, yeah but ryan what's your take on the injuries and do you expect it to continue into the regular season yeah, I expect we'll see a lot of injuries this year. I think with the Achilles specifically, and, and again, I'm not a pro athlete, so I can't say, but I wonder if it's the cuts that the guys have to make that put pressure on their leg in a different way that they're not used to making or don't necessarily make as often in training. Um, you know, when you're running on the mm -hmm. treadmill, when you're staying fit, when you're lifting weights, you know, are your footwork drills as heavy a piece of your workout as they would be uh, in training camp. And, and you got to wonder if that's maybe why guys are blowing out Achilles. Uh, Charlie Power here in Calgary uh, lost for the year, and uh, that's why they re-signed Cal uh, Calvin McCarty out of retirement. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of injuries this year, especially without a preseason game. I think we're, we're going to see a lot of guys go down in the first two weeks when live bullets start flying, especially. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, a lot of those guys that got released and cut late in camp, like we saw uh, yesterday here in Calgary with 16 players getting cut, 
those guys could end up back on the roster here uh, in the first couple of weeks if uh, if everything doesn't stay healthy. And I understand to a point trying to cut down on contact in, in training camp and stuff, but again, I haven't seen two. I've seen two practices, but the, you've got to condition your body to hit, to hit, to hit, to hit, to hit, to hit seventy times. In a, week, in a game, and they're not doing that. That's not what I'm seeing. They put the pads on, they run 10 plays, and then they put the pads on again in, in, in three, four days. You cannot condition your body. Not, I'm not talking about your head. I'm talking about your shoulders, your Achilles, your knees. Those all need to be strengthened. And the only you can't do that with weight. you got to do it by smashing into other people. As dumb as it sounds, or maybe it doesn't sound dumb, you've got to practice football to get better at football. Um, and, and that's not what I saw. I, I, in case you're getting a hint, uh, I, I was significantly disappointed in what, what I saw at the practices that I, that, 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 that I saw. I feel like I was, I was being cheated out of, out of, uh, out of professional Interesting. Football. Hey, we've only got two minutes. They tell me. This is going fast, Ryan. Um, so too early, wouldn't you say, for predictions? I mean, we, we're going to make them next week on our preview show, but I have no idea how this is going to turn out over the next three, four months. Uh, I think if I were making a prediction right now, I'd probably say that the Stampeders will go undefeated and win the Grey Cup. Of course, um, you, I think you other would. Than that, uh, other than that, I have no idea how the rest of the league is going <laughs> to shape out. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the, uh, the Stampeders are going to be a good team. They always are. Um, you know, Edmonton may or may not <laughs> challenge in the West. Uh, Saskatchewan's got a good team, and, and you can't go wrong with the Dickinson at the helm. Um, so uh, they should be uh, they should be in the mix. Certainly, um, BC. I'm not all that concerned about. Winnipeg's a good team, but without Andrew Harris, what are they going to be? And uh, you know, out east, it's it's just who's going to lose in the Grey Cup. <laughs> I love it. You coming in and just stirring it, taking a page from my playbook. <laughs> I've taught you well, young man. Uh, Ryan, keep it up. Let's do it throughout the season. I always appreciate the time and uh, everything that you're doing for the CFL. Thank you. Pleasure as always. Happy to be here. Thanks, Rod. From the uh, CFL Horseman and 3downnation.com, Calgary Stan Peters, blogger, podcaster, and chief punk, Ryan Ballantyne. By the way, we've got breaking news. The Toronto Blue Jays reportedly acquiring righty Jose Barrios from the Twins. We don't know who's going the other way, but the Blue Jays augmenting their starting rotation. Right-handed starter Jose Barrios from the Minnesota Twins. Toronto bound. How about, about that? How about that? We got so much to get to on that football, everything else. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Okay, welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. Abu's here. Everybody's happy about that. Uh, Ali Hicks checks in from Edmonton. Happy Flame Tech Football Friday, RP Show. Looking forward to the CFL next week. Hoping Sean Lemon makes a return to Ryderville unless he has already been signed elsewhere. Have a fantastic long weekend. That's from Ali. 
Just hang. Abu's nodding his head like a bobblehead over here. He's got so much to say. The Blue Jays acquiring a right-handed arm from the Minnesota Twins. Berrios coming to the Toronto Blue Jays for a pair of prospects. What was the Austin Martin, the first-round pick last year? And who was the other one, Clark? Simeon Woods Richardson for the right-handed pitcher from uh, the Minnesota Twins. So the Blue Jays are fortifying today. And I haven't tweeted a poll question yet. Jose Barrios is on his way. Here it is for infielder Austin Martin and right-handed pitcher Simeon Woods Richardson. And Austin Martin was the first-round pick for the Blue Jays last year. So they're giving up a lot. And I guess if anybody has time to put the poll up, because I didn't do it earlier, what should the Blue Jays do today? It's probably a little late for that. Buy, sell, or stand pat. And clearly Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro saying, we're going for it. Problem is the Yankees have said the same thing, but that's okay. We'll see how they do. And the other thing we were asking is, what's the one Olympic sport that you think you could be good at? And Clark had a good suggestion that that would be a poll question. And if you want to do that, that's cool too. I don't know how you would word that, however. I said ping pong, table tennis. Abu said swimming because he's got a pool in his backyard. I win it every afternoon. I go out there and I pretend I'm... Michael Phelps. No, what's that 14-year-old girl that finished fourth? Damn. Penny Alexiak? Yeah. No, she's... She's older than that? Yeah. She was 14 at one time. I know that. The new Canadian sensation. But yeah, I was Penny Alexiak the day day before yesterday in the pool doing that uh, freestyle, 100-meter freestyle. Yeah. James in uh, Borden, Manitoba says, Can't believe the Bombers play next Thursday. Seems like yesterday... There was little hope, and now we get to raise our Grey Cup banner. Shout out to Winnipeg, where we're very popular, believe it or not. And the plan is, I was telling Abu this, if you want to come, you're more than welcome to. We've had some good times in Winnipeg, huh? We've had some great times. Real good times. Um, Sometimes we won't even talk about some of those times. Can't. (laughs) Can't. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, we're doing a live show. We were invited there by the Delta for the Canadian lacrosse championships and it's the same day the bombers are hosting the argos so we're going but abu comes in here and says what about the restrictions and we're like whoa what about them i never thought about it i've moved on but i guess we can't move on what do you know about manitoba and their restrictions they have different restrictions than we do (laughs) (laughs) we don't have i think they're a little bit tighter than uh than around here I, I, I don't know, you know, and I don't really stay on social media too much. So I don't. I well, don't you must know something. Day. Well, I was talking to a client yesterday, and they're actually coming to Saskatchewan to have a baby next month because they just don't want to deal with the. Uh, uh, so I think that's really? kind, of a big, kind of a big deal. Yeah, no kidding. So you just threw that out there, but didn't have any information on. No, I know that there's. Uh, th- 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 they are. I guess the thing is, the Delta invited us there. To do the show, and we're going to do the show. Am I saying too much? You guys yell at me if I'm saying too much. Now they're saying keep going. So we're going to do it from the Canada Life Center, which is formerly Bell MTS Place, the home of the Winnipeg Jets. Ooh. And I said, can we go to an IG Field? I'd kind of like to be out front of IG Field. And they said, we've been invited for the lacrosse championships. I'm like, okay. I just show up and talk, Abu. I don't, oh, I don't get to plan anything. You just point and tell me where to go. <laughs> Exactly. So, but everybody in Winnipeg is going bonkers, going, we want to come down and see the show. Where are you going to be? Blah, 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 blah. So we got two weeks to tell you about how we're doing that. And we are going to Winnipeg, despite what Abu says. 
Roxanne from uh, Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. Roxanne says, does Abu mean summer, summer Macintosh. Madison? Macintosh, sorry. I sure do. Summer Macintosh. 14 years old. Fourth best in Amazing. the world. Amazing. What were you doing at 14, Rod? I was afraid of my own shadow at 14. Locking yourself in the bathroom was, for way too long, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> I was reading books. <laughs> yeah, is that what it was going on? I was on reading there? books. Um, Jex in Edmonton. Jex Burton is watching. Says, wow, Mike, you were an O-lineman? Great job at dropping those pounds. And what's funny is because I was seeing you almost every day for the last 13, 14 years. I never really noticed it until ESPN Classic showed the 07 Grey Cup. Uh, and I was like, wow, Abu is a fatty. Well, I, well you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, you had big cheeks. You had I'm not big... down with body shaming. I feel, I feel <laughs> uh, you, can, you can laugh all you want, but calling someone skinny is Stop. the same as calling them fat. I know. It is. It's the same. I saw a video of He myself. said congratulations on you losing the. Are you scolding me or the viewer? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, uh, I, I'm not happy with my appearance, Rod. What are you? Yeah, right. As you sit there and flex, stop it. No, I have like I that's saw, a first. I, I saw a video of myself last weekend, and I was like, "Oh, who's that old guy? Old skinny guy?" And I'm like, "Holy <laughs> cow, that's me!" <laughs> that's hilarious. I've been eating like everything since. Yeah, I, I got to put some right. Work back on. You Man, and I got a lot to go over. I'm like, two, I was under two thirty. I was two. I was two twenty two. I played football at three thirty five, my most. After my surgery, I was two twenty two. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, listen, I've lost 35 pounds in the last three months. Thanks for noticing. There's you speak. <laughs> <laughs> I got to fly through this sports update. Hang on. Florida State forward Scotty Barnes is now a member of the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors have used the number four pick at this year's NBA draft to select the 19-year-old Atlantic Coast Conference freshman of the year. Vladdy Guerrero had a three-run homer all the way out of Fenway Park. Hinjin Ru held Boston to two hits over six innings, and the Toronto Blue Jays routed the Red Sox 13-1. Again, if you didn't uh, hear it earlier, Jose Barrios, right-handed pitcher coming to the Toronto Blue Jays ahead of today's trade deadline. Major League Soccer will be played in Canada for the rest of 2021. The league confirmed today that the three Canadian MLS teams can host games at home through the remainder of the regular season and playoffs. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and drive through liquor store for the Ramada Plaza and Convention Center in downtown Regina. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. We'll be back with viewer takeover right after this. And as you can tell, it's really getting lively around here. You're watching the RP Show's Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. And us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Flame Tech Football Friday continues. Flame Tech locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. Shout out to our friends up there at Flame Tech. They're in Saskatoon. They all wear RP Show gear every day. Thank you, Denton, the, the steward of that place. There's a holy war going on in the comments section here from our streaming viewers about Winnipeg and vaccination and what's open and what's not. I can tell you we're going to Winnipeg in two weeks' time to do a live show, and I've invited Abu to come, and I almost think he's going to be there. You're not, you're not allowed. They asked us to come. He's going, you can't go. I'm, no, I'm not. Uh, I have medical problems. Oh, you're saying you're like. not coming, not. but we could still go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was more than anything just throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, from Don Pulse, 
watching on Facebook says, I'm late to the tailgate. Hey, guys, go Bombers. Was on the fence about Ambrosi's role in the startup of the CFL season. The only concern is the lack of communication with the only people that matter, the fans. And I want to debate this with Mike Abumetric here. Again, 10-year CFLer, former Rough Rider, Blue Bomber, and Renegade, and still a Renegade in a lot of ways. I said, is anybody giving Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner of the Canadian Football League, credit for the fact that league's playing this year? Because I am. And people are saying, they should have 10 teams. They should have revenue sharing. They should have a video game. They should have... He didn't do all of... None of that matters now, by the way, because I thought the league was going to die. The fact that it isn't, somebody needs to get credit for that. And aside from the players that have taken whopping pay cuts, which you people don't care about, and that's fine... Who's going to get the credit then? I'm giving it to Randy Ambrosi, at least a slice of it. But I'm also not saying I'm right. I've been wrong like twice, I think, in my life. <laughs> but once was. This might be the third time. The, but once was just you thought you were wrong, but you weren't. <laughs> that's one of the times. Yeah, that's one of the times. Yeah. How would you answer that? Ambrosi, man, that guy is uh, that guy's the real deal. You know, um, 10 years ago, I mean, 12, 12 years ago, I was just starting off, uh, starting out my financial planning career. Um, you can have all the book smarts in the world. If you, yep. when you, when you're dropped into an office at 33 years old and like, all right, go and like, what's word perfect. You know, I don't know how to do it. No real stuff. world. Uh, no, things. you feel so like just an, you're a football player and then you're wearing a suit and you have no oh, idea. You're talking about anybody. your own life. I'm okay. talking about, I met with Randy Ambrosi who, who comes from the financial services industry and he just said all the, all the, all, all the things that, you know, a young guy needs to hear. You know, he just laid it out. This is how you run business. Doesn't matter what business it is. He said, it's a people problem. Everything that you have is a people problem. That's how he's doing the CFL. Treat people good and you will have a good business. And, that, and, and that's what he does. He takes on all the responsibility. He wants you to blame him. He wants you to tell him that he's the idiot and he sucks and all this and that's the and all that because he's at the head and he's the person that that takes the responsibility. That's why he's in these roles. That's why he starts these businesses. That's why he's so successful. Um, and then he finds the people, uh, good people in the right places to make mm -hmm. the decisions to, 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 to uh, do that role. And he trusts people. He trusts people to make decisions for him. If he doesn't trust them, he'll find somebody else. I've had those meetings with Ambrosi too. And what he said, mano a mano. He's looked me in the eye and he goes, I'm a football guy and a business guy. Those are his things. And he's admitted he could use help on the other. We all, nobody's got them all locked down, right? We all need the yin to the yang. And I, th I think he's done a pretty good job. He's tried to grow the league. But all those extra things people are talking about that he hasn't done doesn't matter now. And he inherited a league, by the way, which wasn't exactly a Swiss watch, okay? Right? People put, want to put 100 years of CFL problems on Randy Ambrosi. Like, give me a break. I, so. th I think that's something that people that don't know, I'm not offending anybody. I don't care if I offend anybody. That's my opinion. I'm going to offend anybody, everybody. <laughs> uh, people that don't play team sports, I don't think they really get the true value of having a teammate. And not only what the teammate does, but what you don't have to do. You know, I played professional, I played football for 20 years. I never threw the ball once. Telling my cousin back in Lebanon that I never threw a ball and I can't really throw that well. Right. He goes, how did you play professional football? I'm like, I just blocked. That's it. You know, and if you can do that. So Randy Ambrogi, I went to him. Basically, I was, I was having a nervous breakdown. I was crying in his office and everything. He goes, he goes you know what? We have 15 seconds. He goes, get an assistant.
I partnered Get with, an assistant. I, I partnered with Jennifer. It. Never did paperwork. We're and, solving so many problems here. Are you now, sticking around hour two? I got nothing else to do. Okay, we'll be back office. after this on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.